texture of semen can vary depending on a number of factors, such as a person's hydration levels and diet. In general, semen has a thick and sticky consistency. It may feel slightly warm or room temperature, and may have a slightly salty or sweet taste. Some people may also describe the texture of semen as slightly creamy or viscous. It's important to remember that every person is different, and that the texture of semen can vary from person to person. I have to tell you, listener, dear listener, that I didn't write, surprisingly, that piece of text. In fact, it was written by a chatbot, ChatGPT, but I believe is the most advanced chatbot available on the internet right now, uh, which uh, is eerily human in its responses to questions. And that was a response to the prompt, what is the texture of semen when in your mouth? Now, probably most of you have heard of ChatGPT, and if you haven't, it's available at chat.openai.com slash chat. And you can try it out for yourself. You have to make an account. Amazingly, my account has not been banned uh, in spite of my repeated efforts to have it write stories about men who, or people rather, who uh, wind up in various predicaments with their fists stuck in each other's rectums. Some of the stories it produced were pretty funny, uh, but I'm pretty amazed by its willingness, even though it uh, often indicates that the content it's producing may violate its content policy even so to produce content uh, that's pretty down and dirty. Thank you for listening to episode 95 here of Your Mileage May Vary. Uh, you can reach us online at, at YMMVPod on Twitter, um, assuming Twitter is still functional when you listen to this, or you can send us email at ymmvpod at gmail.com. I am Mike and my co-host Keith is not here this week. Ironically, or perhaps uh, interestingly, uh, Keith was with me maybe 24 hours ago or a little more, uh, as was Allie, a frequent guest or a past guest on the show. Uh, they were here with me in the Lake Tahoe area uh, of California, Nevada, uh, for some skiing and fun generally. Uh, but they had to leave and had various uh, commitments that made it impossible for them to participate in, in the podcast. So here, here I am as a winter blizzard bears down upon my little house here at a toasty 72 degrees in front of a fire which needs no stoking in my house. Um, and uh, yeah, I've set the thermostat as high as I dare to keep it warm in here, maybe melt a little of the snow off the roof and just keep myself as warm as I can. Um, today I really want to talk about, and I'm Mike, by the way, and my co-host Keith is, is not around, uh, but he'll be back next week, I'm sure. Um, what commitments do they have? What made it impossible for Keith and, and Allie to come talk to you guys? Allie uh, tells me that she's overemployed. Apparently there's a subreddit for that. Uh, it's for people who have multiple jobs, I guess full-time jobs, but don't tell each job about the other necessarily. And so they're just trying to sort of maximize their income. And uh, Keith is probably best described as every bit as much underemployed, which isn't to say that he's not employed, but to say that Keith could do more. Um, but of course, a major element of his employment is uh, providing content and humor for our podcast here. Um, 
but why aren't they here? Well, Keith recently uh, achieved a major personal milestone that I'm sure he'll talk about on the podcast of running a marathon in an incredibly rapid time uh, for him. Um, something significantly under three hours, which is a very impressive achievement, something that I'm sure I could never physically do, even though I am also a pretty dedicated runner. So bravo to him. And I think he had some sort of event associated with that, his run club. And um, Allie, well, she went home and I just didn't text her. So that's where we are now. Uh, so today on the podcast, we're going to talk about chat GPT, sort of AI generated content and where that's going to lead adult content in the future. Uh, we're going to respond. I'm going to talk about uh, some feedback we got positive this time, which is nice. Usually we get more negative feedback and then answer some questions. Uh, but first chat GPT. So if you've been under a rock recently, this is a AI system that's um, preternaturally good at responding to various queries. As I was preparing for the podcast today, I noticed that they've actually removed, I think, one of the most amusing elements of the system, which was you could ask it to write a story for you. Um, that's why, as I mentioned previously, had it write various stories with men playing basketball against each other and then getting their fists somehow entangled in each other's rectums. Uh, or uh, I think I had it write one where a hundred men actually had their fists in each other's rectums, which is actually sort of difficult to envision or imagine. Um, it doesn't seem to want to write stories anymore. But it is still answering questions that honestly we might answer on the podcast here. I'm not super impressed by its answers, but I thought you might be interested to see what it comes up with. And I would point out that uh, this system is surprisingly competent at answering questions. For example, uh, I conducted uh, earlier today a software engineer interview with uh, ChatGPT. Now, it didn't do it didn't pass the interview in the sense that it repeatedly offered flawed solutions to the questions that I offered. However, it did, uh, I would say, exceed something like 80 or 90% of the uh, typical people that I've uh, interviewed in the last five years for software engineering positions, meaning it, it yeah, I mean, it was more competent than them. Um, I'm not sure if that says more about the incompetence of the people I interview or well, maybe something about my interviewing skill, but or or GPT uh, Chat GPT's capability in this way. But it was able to write like reasonable uh, pieces of code that answered the prompts that I gave it. It's just that it would make mistakes. I would tell it it made a mistake. It would then come back and say, "Well, yeah, you're right. I made a mistake." But then make another mistake and, and so on. So then, of course, I got bored and moved over to more sexual oriented topics, as I do. So let me give you some examples of things that I've asked. ChatGPT. Um, I said, do women enjoy swallowing men when giving men oral sex? This is kind of boring. I mean, it, it gave what I would consider kind of a typical answer. It said, there's no one size fits all answer to the question as different people have different preferences when it comes to oral sex. Okay. Some women may enjoy swallowing during oral sex while others may not. It's important to communicate open and openly and honestly with your partner to determine what feels good for both of you. Ultimately, the most important thing is that both partners are comfortable and satisfied with their sexual experiences. Now, I would mention that um, a couple of nights ago when um, Allie was here, she fell asleep on the couch here in my house. 
we were watching porn from efucked. That's e f u k t dot com, which is a site that has pretty uh, aggressive. Why am I bringing this up? Well, anyway, has has, has a pretty aggressive uh, porn on it. In fact, it has a series called The Worst of Pornhub, um, which is it's just, it's just porn that you probably don't want to watch, honestly. Uh, and uh, Ali actually fell asleep watching the porn, which was kind of sweet. But uh, I was uh, I noticed while watching it because there was a ton of semen being ejaculated onto people's faces and mouths. It just made me think how uh, how important it is for something like that uh, for you to be aroused in order to find it compelling. Um, I didn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I, while I found a lot of the videos humorous, I, uh, they weren't actually turning me on, and they weren't. Yeah, when I see a lot of semen being sprayed around, just apropos nothing, or when I'm not in sort of a sexual mood, it's not. It doesn't do much for me. And frankly, like even in a sexual mood, if there's too much semen, uh, it doesn't do that much for me. I think we saw one that was uh, perhaps a Japanese porn that was obviously uh, just some sort of hose had been attached to the man's penis, and so it, an absolutely ridiculous amount of semen spewed out. Uh, and so, you know, that, that, well, it wasn't real semen, of course, but that wouldn't, that wouldn't be something someone would like. Moving on though, chat GPT here. Uh, I asked it, why do men watch porn so much more often than women? Which I think is true. Men do watch it more often. Again, it said, there is no definitive answer to this question. People's reasons for watching porn can vary greatly. Some men might watch porn more often than women because they are more visually stimulated, meaning men are or because they are more easily able to find and access porn. It's also possible that cultural and societal factors play a role, blah, blah, blah. Ultimately, the reasons for individuals' porn viewing habits are complex and can be influenced by many factors. Okay, so it's basically non-committal there. I should note that every single one of these questions, I get something that says, this content may violate our content policy if you believe this to be an error, blah, blah, blah. So basically, I consistently am violating their content policy. I also asked, do you think women typically fake orgasms when with a new partner? It said, it is impossible for me to know the answer to this question. And then just gave me some sort of boilerplate about being an an open AI model, a language model that can't know things like that. Um, I think the answer, of course, is typically might be the wrong word. I don't think women typically fake orgasms with a new partner, but I think it's common. It's relatively common. Uh, I was reading a post on... uh, perhaps the sex workers subreddit about how women, uh, actually it was a woman claiming that only 80, only I say 80 to 90% of the time does she fake orgasms with clients who want to try to give her an orgasm. I, I actually think she was probably undercounting there. Um, I I suspect it's basically 100%. Um, similarly, I've read, um, posts, uh, from, uh, Cam girl problems subreddit, for example, where uh, a woman was saying that when doing a private show with a client or a customer, maybe she'll give him 10 minutes um, and, and she does whatever he asks her to do. The same kind of thing. I mean, he'll want her to have an orgasm, he'll want her to masturbate. And, and, and actually, she interestingly used a similar number 80 to 90% of the time she's faking with 10 to 20% of the time not. Uh, again, I suspect it's more like. 98 to 99% of the time. An interesting element there is, and I've talked with Keith about this, my co-host about this a few times, uh, this this business of faking orgasms is much more prevalent, I think, for women than for men. 
It does happen with men, particularly if you're wearing a condom. It's very possible to fake an orgasm. It's something I've done once or twice, maybe twice in my life. But uh, for women, uh, it's just a much more it's much more present. It's much more of a reality in their lives. It's something that a decision they could make kind of frequently. And that's simply because I think in many cases, orgasm is a little more elusive for the woman and the man wants her to have one really badly. And so that when you have that combination, you're going to get some sort of faking. Um, I did ask uh, ChatGPT the kind of all important or very common question. I, I, I said, what substance do you think comes out of a woman out of women when they squirt? Uh, we get that question. We, we've dealt with this question a few times on the podcast. Uh, ChatGPT said, uh, squirting is a term used to describe the expulsion of a liquid from a woman's urethra during sexual activity. The substance that is expelled varies from person to person. Mm. <laughs> okay. And can depend on many factors such as hydration levels and individual anatomy. In some cases, the liquid may be similar to urine. <laughs> while in others, it may be a clear odorless fluid. It is important to remember that the experience of squirting is different for, for, for every person and there's no one size fits all explanation for the substance that is ex expelled. So that's interesting. I mean, so I should take a little, a tiny digression here about what chat, how chat, chat GPT works. I mean, it's kind of amazing. You know, there isn't presumably a person on the other side of this uh, website responding to my questions. It is in fact, a piece of software. Uh, it, it, yeah, I'm, I'm confident of that. And I believe their software is actually open source, meaning you can see how it, you know, how the code operates. I've not done that, uh, but I am a little curious. Uh, the way it works essentially is it cons it's consumed uh, as much text as the authors can find on the internet and constructed a language model uh, based off of that to respond to questions. Uh, it's amazing the um, its ability to speak in a very coherent and colloquial. English. I also happen to know that uh, it can speak in other languages, uh, which is also impressive. Of course, that comes from simply consuming all of this uh, material online. Interestingly, here uh, it apparently has learned that the uh, squirting may be similar to urine, uh, and sometimes not. Well, look, uh, as, as you know, if you've listened to this podcast a fair amount, it's 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 certainly urine, um, and so. This is probably a result of it uh, spending a little too much time on a subreddit where people, um, for whatever reason, are not uh, willing to be a little bit completely honest about what squirting is. Here's another question I asked it. Why do men <laughs> masturbate so frequently? I, I think I had Keith on my mind when I posted this one. It said there is no, def uh, the chat uh, GPT said, there is no definitive answer to this question as people's reasons for masturbating can vary greatly. I don't think they can vary greatly, but okay. Some men may masturbate more frequently than others because they are more sexually active or have a higher sex drive. Others may do it because it helps them to relieve stress or because they simply enjoy the feeling. Ultimately, the reasons for any individual's masturbation habits are complex and can be influenced by many different factors. I think in a lot of cases, a man just sort of, his brain just sort of indicates to him that it's time to masturbate. Uh, and they're not really, men are often not really clearly uh, Co uh, coherently cognizant of why they made the choice that they wanted to go masturbate then. So then I asked, why do women not masturbate that much? And frankly, it gave kind of a similar answer, just um, saying that it's individual and complex and so forth. Then I asked it to write a literatica story. It didn't want to. So I searched around online and I found somebody else who'd managed to come up with a prompt 
that uh, got some kind of literatica out of it. So let me give you that now. ChatGPT said, if your character and the woman they meet engage in sexual activity in a private setting without interruptions, they could have a variety of sexual experiences together. Here are a few examples of the types of activities they could engage in. They could engage in oral sex with one person performing on the other. They can engage in manual sex with one person using their hands to stimulate the other person's genitals. They can engage in penetrative sex with one person inserting the penis or a sex toy into the other person's vagina or anus. They could engage in BDSM activities with one person taking on a dominant role and the other person taking on a submissive role. This could involve activities such as tying up, spanking, or sensory deprivation. They could engage in role-playing or other forms of fantasy play with each person taking on a different persona or scenario. This could involve dressing up in costumes, props, etc. These are just a few of the examples of the many possible sexual activities that your character and the woman they meet could engage in. So it didn't really write a story. It just sort of gave like the outline of what a story might look like. Um, then this person tried again and uh, ChatGPT suggested that um, if two people were in a public setting in the story, they could have to, they might have to be discreet or cautious about their encounter. They could spend the next hour trying to avoid being caught or interrupted. They could take breaks to check for potential threats or obstacles, and they could try to remain quiet and stealthy and so forth. So it wasn't really writing a literatica story, but it was, it was coming up with like reasonably coherent strategies for a person to engage in sex in a certain, uh, in a certain way that would kind of resemble a story. Um, I asked what the most effective way to pleasure a woman was, and it suggested that it depends on the individual, but uh, it did um, point out that uh, often women prefer to have their clitoris stimulated. So I was impressed by that. I asked what the most effective way to pleasure a man was, and it did, it did mention the penis. It was able to tell me that the most sensitive part of the penis is the glands or the head. It's good. It has a high concentration of nerve endings and is most sensitive to touch, touch and stimulation. Um, chat GPT told me the shaft of the penis is also sensitive, but not to the same degree as the glands. So that was helpful. Um, but every person is different. Um, similar thing for women pointing out that their breasts and nipples are more sensitive. Interestingly, not indicating that men's nipples are sensitive, which can be the case. Uh, okay. Uh, I asked chat GPT to suggest some safe words uh, to use during bondage. Uh, and that was more interesting. ChatGPT told me what safe words were, uh, pre-agreed words or phrases used to communicate boundaries and establish consent. Suggested the word red to indicate that an activity should stop immediately, yellow to indicate that an activity should slow down or change, and green to indicate everything's okay and the activity can continue. Uh, it reminds me of um, one of the videos that uh, we watched while Ali was falling asleep on the couch from E-Fucked. Um, and it was a woman just being merciless, mercilessly, really mercilessly beaten by a man. Um, and he kept checking if she was fine and she did not use her safe word and said she was fine. So here, I then asked GP, chat GPT for some other options for safe words as red, yellow, and green were kind of boring. It suggested banana to indicate that the activity should stop immediately. Pineapple to indicate that it should slow down or change. I feel like pineapple would be more apt for stop immediately given like the spikes and the fact that having it up your like ass or vagina would be painful. Anyway, then it suggested apple is to indicate everything's okay and the activity can continue. That's nice. So banana, pineapple, and apple. Then it suggested uh, colors. Blue is uh, everything should stop. Orange to indicate it should slow down. Wait, 
I think before it suggested color, so it's back to colors, right? Red, green. It also suggested a kiwi and an avocado. <laughs> so it's really interested in foods. But I mean, you know, good good on it for uh, coming up with uh, some kind of reasonable suggestions uh, for what could be used. So I suggest people try out ChatGPT. And if you're a listener and you come up with some interesting content that it's able to uh, generate for you, we'd definitely be interested. You can uh, send it in at ymmvpod at gmail.com and we'll check it out. So moving on, I wanted to read a piece of feedback we got from somebody who was, which was positive. It's kind of rare for us to get positive feedback. We, I think it's just the nature of the beast with podcasting that people that become motivated to tell you something about your podcast, say negative things. So this person said, thank you for the enjoyable and entertaining podcast. Check this out. I must admit you both seem very smart, wealthy, and worldly. That's true. I think we do seem all three of those, and I can't speak for Keith completely, but I think that I perhaps am all three of those. Then he asked us some specific questions that I'm going to get to a little bit. I mean, there's some that are relevant to Keith uh, that I'll let him answer later. He says, um, how is Mike able to afford a Lake Tahoe home where I am right now? And I will tell you the way I afforded the Lake Tahoe home was uh, by having an investment in the hedge fund of one of the gentlemen who was featured in the movie, The Big Short. I'm not going to say much more about that, uh, but I thought it was kind of amusing to take the profits or some of the profits from that investment and then buy a house with it because The Big Short, of course, was about uh, the housing market crashing um, after the various shenanigans that went on there. So it amused me to, uh, and it also seemed like after the crash of the housing market, a pretty safe place to put money. He asked if it was inheritance or hard work. Well, I'm not sure if I worked hard to um, um, have the the fellow uh, that was um, fictionalized in the big in the big short um, um, make such a good investment with the money, but I did uh, earn the money before I put it into his investment fund. Did either of you win the lottery? This uh, gentleman asks. When born, or do either of you work full time under a remote situation? Um, so. Uh, Speaking for myself, uh, I do think I won the lottery when I was born, but not necessarily financially. Uh, I think simply, you know, living in the United States and various attributes that I was lucky enough to be born with do constitute sort of winning the lottery. So I would guess I would say yes, but uh, no, I haven't had my parents give me any money. And uh, yes, I have a, I work under a remote situation. However, um, I have a, job that does not require uh, as much effort as other people's jobs. In fact, um, probably I, uh, of all the people listening to this podcast, um, if you took all the hours that each person works, divided it into the dollars they earn to achieve a number per hour, I probably have the highest, uh, if I even include all the people listening. I don't know. Maybe there's some incredibly wealthy person listening. Um, and the way I did that is uh, by being clever. Um, let's see. Uh, he asked about sex. He says he believes I'm married. Uh, does Keith want to settle down and get married? I, I think uh, Keith can answer that later. He asked about the background of our friendship. Uh, we worked in the past, uh, maybe now at this point, uh, more than 10 years ago, at a technology startup together. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, just uh, continued to be friends after that. Um, and 
what is the foreign language theme song? I think he's referring to the song that's typically played at the end of episodes. And that um, actually, Ali asked me that question while we were skiing a couple of days ago. The um, song that plays at the end of the podcast is uh, a French song by a fellow named Serge Gainsbourg or Serge Gainsbourg, I guess you'd say in English. And uh, he in the late 60s, early 70s, was a pretty famous French singer and um, started dating a pretty young woman. He was 40, around 40 years old at the time. And she was, well, she was in her early 20s, but they pretended she was younger than that. I think the book Lolita was still on people's minds. Uh, the notion of kind of a, perhaps, you know, some, somebody might be underage. In fact, she was not underage. And uh, they recorded a song together called Je t'aime, which means I love you in French. And essentially, they have sex uh, in the song. Um, and uh, the lyrics contain words like, um, I come and I go. Um, in between your kidneys, which doesn't sound great in English, but it, you know, essentially in and out of your vagina, and uh, and uh, Serge says things like, you know, I'm trying to, I'm not going to come too soon, and she's appreciative of that. But then toward the end of the song, she wants him to orgasm, and so he does, and she sounds like she enjoys it a lot. Um, she has sort of a British accent, even in French, uh, and with her youthful looks at that age. Uh, it was pretty compelling and shocking to people at the time. So I thought it would be a fun song to use. And I figured it was uh, not well known enough that we would not get copyright infringement problems as a result of it. Uh, so maybe Keith can answer some more of the questions that this listener asked uh, when he's back from his um, event associated with the marathon that he ran. Um, but I'm going to move on to some uh, more topics here. So I have been going to the uh, sex workers only uh, subreddit a fair amount recently, and it's not because I I've never actually hired a sex worker in my life, uh, but I find it sort of interesting. And now that Uncle Tony has disappeared off of the having fun hobbying subreddit, which is the one for uh, Johns, uh, it's a little boring there. So I've moved over and, and started seeing the, the woman's perspective, which I find interesting. So I'm going to do a couple of, uh, uh, posts that I got from that subreddit. The first one is, um, a woman who says that she did her first dick rating today. Now, this is interestingly a thing that you see on, apparently, uh, you know, sex workers of all stripes do this, um, whether it's on a cam site or on, or, you know, on Twitter, different places, uh, men will ask to have their dick rated. Um, now it's confusing to me why a guy would bother to do this because I know that the true rating is essentially always effectively zero. Women don't find penises apropos nothing particularly compelling. Um, I think I tried to ask ChatGPT questions that would lead it to say something like that, to, to sort of admit that reality to me, but it, it just kept flagging the content. It wouldn't say it, but this is the true truth. So this is a woman who says, I know this is a very small achievement, but I'm somewhat proud of myself. And it was way more pleasant than I thought it would be. Look, if you're getting paid to just rate a picture, that's pretty pleasant. Um, uh, you know, pretty compelling. 
Uh, for context, I do OnlyFans and I'm on my third month on it. I had a few guys who asked me if I did dick ratings. So OnlyFans apparently is another place this happens. Uh, so eventually I started offering them. Well, today I got my first purchase of a dick rate from uh, my current favorite subscriber. He's super polite and it was no hassle at all to get him pay, to pay up front. Then he sent the pics. They were super good quality. He sent four pics and um, they were such good quality that I could imagine him starting his own, own OnlyFans with that quality. Of course, we all know that that would not be a successful OnlyFans. Only he had a nice dick, so he got a positive rating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this seems like an excellent way to make money. It actually makes me a little jealous. It makes me think maybe I should impersonate a woman online and start doing dick ratings because it would be a very easy way to make money. And honestly, uh, with a sex podcast, I already get some dick pics. By the way, Allie wanted us this uh, last couple of days. She wanted to see dick pics that we'd received. And uh, we didn't show that to her because um, it's just not compelling. Um, I actually don't understand why she wanted to see it. I found some other pictures of dicks to show her and she started laughing. I thought they were pretty compelling dicks, um, big, big ones, um, sometimes shown kind of against a vagina to show how large they are. Um, but she, she just found them comical. So, uh, I don't, I think, I think that's the normal female, re female reaction because, and it's not because penises, well, baby penises are inherently funny, but I think most of it's just because, uh, when you send a woman a picture of your penis apropos nothing, it's such a misunderstanding of female psychology that it's amusing to the woman in, in much the same way, like any other sort of comedy kind of sketch would be. It's the idea that you're, yeah, you're just completely missing uh, how um, women uh, sort of operate in the world and interpret the world if you send like something like that to them. Okay. So another posting from a sex worker that I found interesting. Um, <clears throat> This is a person actually asking a question because this is a subreddit for sex workers only. So presumably there are a lot of them there. And she asks, how many clients do you serve in a given week? Now, I thought this would be kind of useful information uh, for a uh, people listening to this podcast. I mean, you, you should know. I mean, I think I mentioned a few weeks ago that uh, when I read a post about how women deal with their periods or having uh, an STI, or let's say, say a yeast infection, not an STI really, but a yeast infection when needing to, or needing to make money as a sex worker. Like I learned that, that there are various things they do that involve maybe kind of blocking up their vagina with some sponge or some other product. And that just made me think like, oh yeah, they're, they, they, you have very little information if you um, hire an escort about what happened recently with their body. Um, and this sort of lends more credence to that. So this person says, I've been escorting off on and off for a few years, and I'm finally considering doing part-time work and balancing more regular clients. Lately, I've had have two or three appointments around my full-time job schedule, and sometimes I take on new clients. How do you balance it? She's asking. Now, this a uh, couple responses here. One person says, some weeks, some weeks I see zero. Okay. Some weeks I see 14 to 20. I try to only see two or three in an absolute max per day for my own body and sanity. But it is rare that I would work seven days straight unless I'm touring. Okay. So that suggests that it's, you know, maybe three is a, is a reasonable max. I don't actually, I'm not, I mean, I think that's not true. Um, uh, in the main, for example, for a woman, as they say, walking the blade, which is a woman who's working, um, 
a, st- a street prostitute, I suspect their number would be significantly higher per day. Here's a person replying saying, I feel lazy. I only do two to three a week. I don't get a lot of calls from my advertising. Here's another person saying zero to three a week. Another person saying they limit themselves. She limits herself to three per week. Here's another who says, I usually do two to three per day. And by the way, her username is escort to the assholes. There's occasionally the four per day. And of course, those are days where no one can come. But usually LD comes. What does that mean? Without fail daily. I don't know what that means. When I first started, it was a minimum four to five a day and it really sucked. My rates were too low and I have to see four people just to make what I make in an hour now. So I was basically fucking fucking myself ragged. I got burnt out really quickly. These days I'm content with having to do two or three because it's less chaotic and more beneficial than it used to be. As for balance, you got me there. My clients are spread throughout the day, et cetera, et cetera. Ah, right. The person said, what's an LD? It's a lazy dog. That's a new term for me. So I guess the idea of being a guy, you know, a prostitute, uh, an escort sex worker typically wants the guy to finish quickly. And so she's sort of complaining uh, softly about men who take too long. Um, Here's another person who says that she saw four on Monday. This would have been this past Monday, very recently. It's been very slow. By the way, escorts have been complaining online on Reddit a lot about escorting being very slow, presumably because of the the economy. Um, She said when she worked for an agency, the most she saw in one day was 13. I don't think that most men who hire escorts would imagine that they would be seeing they might be client number 13 for the day. Uh, that's, that's a lot. Um, it's, a, it's an interesting thing. And of course, it's, it's an interesting thing where the sort of experience that the man is having is so fundamentally different from the experience the woman's having. The man's experience is, you know, he gets up the courage or gets horny enough that he hires an escort. He maybe hasn't had sex in a week he meets her, they have sex, he leaves. So from his experience, there's just him and this one woman. And of course her experience is just this complete succession of men, totally different. And I strongly suspect that if men could see sort of a video, well, men that don't have that as their fetish could see a video of the experience that the women are having, it would make them much less inclined to hire escorts. And maybe they would, they would make some other choices there. Here's another uh, post on the sex workers only subreddit I thought was interesting. Uh, why can't men, why men can't believe that a woman is a sex worker out of pure choice? So she's basically asking, you know, why, well, yeah, why, why can't a man believe that this would be a choice as opposed to something that's done, you know, completely because of a drug addiction or just absolute poverty, need for money and so forth. Uh, she says this man that she, you know, this man that hired her, so <laughs> This man that hired her continued telling her that if a person enjoys doing this, taking off their clothes and having sex for money, then it's immoral. But if they do it as a means for survival only and don't have other choices, then it's moral in his words. Uh, She agreed because she wanted to get his money. uh, And she said that he could give her a bunch of money to help her. And of course, he was not interested in doing that. Um, But interesting that he was drawing a distinction between uh, enjoying it being immoral and not enjoying it being moral. Uh, that's a strange psychological distinction that this man is drawing. Um, some of the people that responded to it uh, pointed out that um, that they did get into the industry um, 
because they had no money. Um, but, uh, over a period of time came to sort of find it wasn't that, that bad or it was something they liked doing. Here's another woman that says she likes sex work. I like the agency it gives me over my own body that I'm able to make money out of something I enjoy doing. People fuck for way less an illusion of love or connection, some kind of warmth. I like my lines clear. She says it's a job, a fun job. I think this is a thing. I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast. That's very hard for men to understand heterosexual men. I mean, the notion that someone could enjoy or be indifferent or kind of positive, you know, not super enjoy, but just be kind of like, look, this isn't a big deal. Um, to having sex with men. Um, I think this is like a male gaze phenomenon where men uh, think, well, since I as a man would never want to give a blowjob to a man, uh, then how could a woman want to do that? And frankly, that was one of the things I was wrestling with in my head as Allie was falling asleep on the couch and I was watching man after man give facials to women in kind of nasty ways on efucked.com. I wasn't aroused at all and I was thinking, this is kind of gross. I mean, it's just semen flying everywhere, just 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 lots of semen. And then I thought, well, is this gross for a woman? And I mean, I guess it's just less gross. Like it's just not, you know, they're they're uh, not as um, broken up about uh, the semen situation uh, because you know, for a, for a heterosexual woman, I mean, it's 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 not um, it's not something that would be out of the ordinary for them to do. Um, here's another person that says, it's not just men, another woman who says, it's not just men who can't believe a woman is a sex worker out of choice. A lot of vanilla women think the same thing. It's just because we all think differently and desire different things in life. It sounds like chat GPT a little. Some people want a comfortable indoor job that is stable and not physically strenuous. Some people want jobs that pay a lot, blah, blah, blah. Some people love being outdoors and, you know, I like to have sex for money. Okay. Um, she says, if it's such an exploitative job based on the sex worker being destitute and doing it out of survival, then why is this guy feeding into the industry and exploiting someone sexually who's in that position? That's true. Um, it's a little strange that the man, as you know, a man who a person who's hired an escort wants it to be someone who's doing it out of absolute necessity. I think I'm not sure about this, but if I were hiring an escort, I'd probably prefer it to be someone who was doing it by choice than out of necessity. But I think the main reason I feel that way is because I've seen uh, videos of, of, I mean, I just think that a woman who's doing it out of choice probably would take care of herself better. Like she'd just be in better physical shape and mental shape and so forth. But also, I mean, also like, you know, just, it actually, I, I, yeah, I feel the opposite of this guy. I feel like it's more moral if the woman is doing it out of choice than if she's not. Okay. So let's move on to some uh, sex related questions the meat of the podcast here as I wait for the gigantic snowstorm to descend upon my little house here. First question, is it acceptable to masturbate in a room with another person if they're asleep and unaware? I, female, share a bedroom with my sister and I will often masturbate at night. She's already asleep and I keep silent throughout. Should I feel guilty for doing this? Now, I have to say, I've done this. I've done this in my life. Um, I can remember one specific time um, I'd stayed up late because I was, I downloaded, uh, <laughs> um, I refused to pay to watch any of the star Wars prequel or sequel movies because, um, morally I'm opposed to supporting that garbage, but I did want to see what happened in them. And when one of them came out, I 
stayed up late and downloaded a version that somebody in Japan had, um, I think Japan, maybe China, had uh, filmed using a, their phone um, in the theater, which is a pretty common thing you can do. Um, so I watched that and I was in the living room of a house and I was there with a friend and the friend fell asleep, uh, was fast asleep. And then I finished watching the thing, turned the lights out and decided to beat off. Um, and subsequently I have actually wondered, like, you know, I wonder if he saw that another example I can give or knew that that was happening. Another, another example I can give is, um, uh, I think in a camping, a camping trip environment where the same thing happened, uh, in that case, it was a woman uh, that was there. So probably she would have been less, it was a person I was dating. So she would have been less uh, irritated by that. In general, I think, uh, you know, well, first of all, there's like a male gaze thing here in the sense that it's obviously less, cons- less upsetting to me if it's a woman, if it's two women, <laughs> um, because it's actually a couple pieces to that. I mean, there's the fact that, you know, women masturbating is to a man much hotter than men masturbating. Well, I mean, in the sense that men masturbating is zero amount hot. It's um, hot compared to that. Um, but there's also the fact that like women don't uh, need to ejaculate semen. Nothing comes out. Um, it doesn't feel that. I mean, the male appendage is just much more kind of aggressive and intrusive. And so it feels like, you know, a person just rubbing, rubbing like a, you know, two square inch part of their body for a period of time is not that weird. Now, um, that being said, I mean, probably the person's sibling wouldn't want to see her orgasming. And so that could be kind of rough. So one of the commenters says on this post, this is from Reddit says, um, as someone who grew up sharing a room with a sister, she absolutely knows, um, that's interesting. I don't know if that's true that she would know. And also, I don't know if she would know when it was happening specifically. Women can be kind of quiet in doing that. I'm not sure men. The problem with the man is it's just you need to move your hand enough. And this is why my situation with the Star Wars film, I've wondered subsequently. I'm, I'm sure the person didn't know what I was doing, but you never know. And that's not great. Um, so, I mean, is it acceptable? Not really. You shouldn't do that. Um, there's other situations you should masturbate in. I, I wonder, by the way, if, if for a woman, I mean, for a man, of course, every man has his preferred situations he likes to masturbate in. I've noticed that, for example, masturbating in the shower, I think is harder. Number one, because, well, it's complicated if, if you're in the shower to manage your porn selection. So that's, of course, just a very practical thing. Uh, but also I think the hot water makes it a little bit different, more difficult to orgasm. So that's sort of, uh, annoying. Uh, so, you know, I mean, yeah, you could be in a situation and I, oh, the thing I wanted to say is I don't actually know if that's, if this is an issue for women, like if, if women have very specific preferences for different situations, different positions, different locations to, to masturbate. And if they, uh, have situations or locations in which it would be very difficult to, to achieve orgasm. Um, yeah, so it's so I'm not sure. So there is so there is that one one commenter suggests you know go to the bathroom, please. Um, I don't know. Do women masturbate just sitting on the toilet? Is that a thing women do? Where do they, where, where, where would they position their body in the bathroom if they were going to masturbate in the bathroom? I actually don't know the answer to that. Um, maybe sitting on the toilet would actually not be the most sort of effective position. It might be kind of annoying. 
Um, I also don't, yeah. So, it's, so yeah, it's sort of, sort of tricky. Um, let's move on. Uh, this person, <clears throat> this person says, uh, she needs advice. I think cum is gross and now my boyfriend doesn't want to have sex. Uh, I 23 female and my boyfriend 25 are always are having an issue. A couple weeks back, I told him that I find his cum gross. I just don't like it on my face. I mean, nobody, most people don't like it on their face, but okay. because it always gets in my eyes and I don't like swallowing because of taste and texture. Anywhere else he puts it is fine with me. <laughs> Anywhere else he puts it. That's nice. I can deal with it. Well, recently he told me he finds sex with me unappealing because of this issue. He thinks that because I find cum gross means that I find the act of him finishing gross, which is not true. I like it when he finishes because I've always believed sex is about achieving mutual pleasure. I've tried compromising, like giving him places to come, but he still seems unhappy. I wonder where she told him. Someone please help. I'm stuck on this. Sorry for the mistakes. I'm typing this at work. Well, somebody suggests that uh, if a partner told them anyone any any part of what they're doing during sex doing during sex is gross i'd feel really hurt and probably wouldn't want to have sex with him i don't know if that's right i think that um there are things people could do during sex that are over the line particularly men um here's another person my wife finds it gross but she loves it when i finish in her i would never be able to come on her face or breasts as she's just extremely grossed out by it i'm not offended it is what it is i think that men would find that kind of lame uh, generally, I think generally, in my experience, women don't, and this makes sense to me, don't like it when the semen sort of, sort of touches the air. As long as it kind of stays in an orifice, it's not as gross. One of the porns that um, Allie and I watched on uh, eFucked, sorry to keep bringing this up, was I think it was done with a lighting trick. I'm not totally sure, but it was a person who was ejaculating pretty yellow tinged semen. And then uh, I mean, eFucked is like purposely finding terrible porns. So that's why that's on there. And then the woman has to lick it up, um, which is not great. Or maybe there's another woman that licks it up off the vagina of the first one. I'm not, I'm not sure. But the, uh, the the coloration of the, the semen was not appetizing at all. And I think that like avoiding that kind of visual uh, can be useful in these situations. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think generally... Not well, not wanting to swallow because of taste and texture is actually a thing that I think a significant number of men would uh, view as maybe not a deal breaker, but it's it's a negative. It's something that um is yeah could be a challenge in a relationship. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's but but not wanting him to come on your body, on your face, etc. That's I think a more common um, feeling, and. Uh, I'm not sure that I'm not sure that most guys would see that to be an issue, but not being not being willing to have it in your mouth like that's a little bit harder. I mean, there are men who say like they don't care at all. Keith famously doesn't really like receiving blowjobs because he can't understand how a woman could enjoy penis slash semen in mouth, um, which is totally makes sense. Uh, except if you're aroused, then things seem more compelling. And let me tell you, efucked.com, if you're not aroused at all, is not compelling. Okay. Next question or next uh, post here. My my husband accidentally put it in the wrong hole. There's a great e-fucked video for this, by the way. Me and my husband were having great sex and missionary at the time. He slipped out of my vagina and instead of looking, <laughs> just slammed it in a hole. Well, this hole was my ass, LOL. I was not ready at all and it just hurt so bad. 
I imagine this must hurt like the feeling when you're like constipated and you're just, you have that thing. I mean, everybody's experienced this where you're just not sure you think this poop is too big. Like, is this going to, this is going to hurt a lot. Maybe Keith hasn't, although I should say that Keith has started using Keith, Keith famously, famously, uh, I happen to know because I know too much about Keith that he, um, uh, in the past, uh, had the habit of pooping many, many times a day. And he's been taking Metamucil to change that. I think it related to his marathon running. It's not, it slows down your marathon time. If you need to poop, uh, find a porta potty in the middle of the, the run. Uh, cause then you have to stop the, the, the uh, marathon runners don't do like what horses do and just poop on the run. I assume, I assume that's not a thing anyway. Um, so other than Keith, I mean, people that have gotten constipated in their life, like one time I, uh, tried a really, really hardcore keto diet that was basically just meat. I had this friend who told me that like his life got a lot better when he started eating for breakfast steak with butter on it. So I tried it for a while and the main outcome, I, d- I don't know if I felt better. I think he meant better psychologically. There are people that think that gluten and stuff like that messes with your psychology. Anyway, the main outcome was I, I felt like I needed to use a spoon to get the poop out of my anus. I was able to pass it, but it wasn't a great experience. And I imagine that's like that sort of pain feeling that I have experienced in my life is more or less what this woman experienced. She said she was not at all. Yeah. She screamed at the top of her lungs. I don't think I would have done that, but she shoved him off so fast. It hurt so bad. She actually peed herself. She peed herself. She's crying on the floor, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Has anybody had an experience similar to this? Well, I know other people have because I've seen the video on EFUCT of a wrong hole. Um, uh, one, one person says, sorry about your butt. Uh, hope you're healing well. It's a common mistake. The holes are close to each other. Yeah. I mean, there was this guy on Reddit who used to complain all the time. Um, it was a joke account of course, but he would complain because, um, he argued that women's bodies were uh, incorrectly designed, uh, or whatever incorrectly evolved because the vaginal opening, the anal opening were too close to each other. Um, one, one person says his wife's anus is like a steel trap. He slipped out and missed, but then he hit a brick wall. So he's never been able to sort of get in there. Um, yeah, I mean, I imagine that women feel very vulnerable, uh, in that situation generally, like when having sex, like, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're buttholes right there. Um, but you know, I don't actually think I've ever done this. It's tricky to know. I've never, I've never had a woman scream like that. Of course, you know, sometimes you're not totally sure. I mean, you pull out and then you're sort of trying to work your way back in. You're not totally sure what exactly you're interacting with there. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, uh, which, which is, um, an argument in favor of women generally keeping their anuses clean if they want to avoid stuff getting put up their vagina during sex. Um, I, at least one time I've seen a porn where a woman failed to do that and there was stuff. Um, Keith famously um, noped out of a relationship because of some stuff in that area. Okay. Next question. Why do guys come faster when they jerk off? Do they enjoy it more than having sex? I love watching my boyfriend jerking off and I've noticed that he comes faster than, than when he has sex with me. So I wonder why I'm going to ask him anyway, but I'd like to know other points of view. Okay. I want to say this, this guy in this situation, um, has death grip almost certainly. Um, 
if you are very young and inexperienced with vaginas, you are much more likely to sort of come quickly because they feel significantly different than your hand. But also your amount of masturbation and frequency and so forth is going to affect this. And it's simply because like, look, the vagina cannot grip you as tightly as your fist can. Like your fist is able to hold um, objects, uh, even if uh, a significant amount of force is being exerted to pull the object out of your fist, like a woman's vagina can't do that. Like if there's a dildo and or whatever, some object in a woman's vagina and I have a hold of that object, I'm always going to be able to pull it out. Uh, her vagina is just not that strong, the various muscles. So uh, when men masturbate, they often use a tighter grip, thus leading to death grip. And uh, that's going to make it so that the woman's vagina takes longer to produce his orgasm and her mouth and her hand, frankly, because um, he's going to be better at it. One person says that a jacking off is like playing a game with the cheat codes. Uh, it's easier, but it isn't better. Um, that's true also. I mean, you obviously, since you're feeling the sensations, you can know what will feel better while you're doing it. I mean, this is true for women too. It's one of the reasons why uh, very frequently men will get the proverbial tap or whatever, uh, suggesting that the woman wants to um, handle her own business, uh, maybe while the man is engaging, in, involved in some other way, uh, because this, this same thing sort of go on where it's the man is not able to precisely target her clit um, in the way that she wants, or maybe give her the internal massage she's looking for. Um, here's another person saying he knows the right pressure, tempo, etc. Here's a person saying she loves watching her boyfriend jerk off. She's noticed that he comes faster because he's jerking when he's jerking off and he actually lets himself come right when he feels the urge. Okay. So that's an interesting point. Uh, her boyfriend, uh, lets himself come uh, when he's jerking off. Whereas when he's having sex, PIV, getting oral sex, he'll sort of hold off. I think that's true too. It's very common for men to sort of hold off. And it's just simply men being, um, like, uh, the max pleasure maximizing selfish, I guess, on some level they figure, well, you know, their access to a female body to have sex with is limited. And so they want to, um, they want to, uh, prolong the sensation as long as possible. This woman says, when we have sex, he starts mentioning the urge to come within a minute or two, or even seconds if it's been a while, but he wants the experience to last and he wants me to have as me to have as many orgasms as possible. Okay. Well, that I'm so sure about that. But, um, so he delays his orgasm for as long as possible until he can't hold it anymore. You know, that makes sense. Uh, I think a lot of guys, it's not till they can't, uh, hold it anymore. It's just, decide, okay, it's been long enough. I've uh, passed the median sex duration of a relationship and I'm going to, I'm going to come now. Men have a lot of control over that in most cases, uh, premature ejaculators aside. Here's another question. Can men differentiate between fake and real moans? I'm a virgin, but I masturbate. Uh, and I'm very self-conscious of my moans. They're very high pitched and breathy. I'm assuming this is a woman. Sometimes I get worried that men will think I'm faking, definitely a woman, as they as they as they have a tendency to sound that way, though not no fault of, from no fault of my own. Of course, this person immediately started getting private messages asking to hear her moans. That's not strange. I'd like to hear her moans too. Um, this is a person, a man saying he thinks he can tell the difference between real and fake moans. It's more about body language. I think it 
I think there's a spectrum here. Uh, if a woman works at being a good actress at this, just like for a fake orgasm, uh, it can be difficult to tell. Um, I've seen, I believe there are women out there that when they for- fake orgasms actually contract their uh, vagina, their, you know, rhythmically to try to trick the guy. Um, moaning, uh, sure. I mean, a common complaint about porn is that the moans are completely unrealistic. Uh, but you can also, you know, a woman could be better at it and could sort of get some idea of what she sounds like, the kind of thing she does when she's actually enjoying a situation and, um, try to make them resemble that. And that's certainly something she could do. It doesn't require that much acting ability. I think men, by the way, often do some amount of acting. Um, men are certainly capable of masturbating totally silently. Of course, I think women are too in most cases. Um, but with a woman, men will uh, make some sounds. Uh, one thing I got off TikTok recently, I've seen this like three times actually. And I mentioned it to Allie on the, at the on the gondola going up to the ski slopes a few days ago. Uh, it was a, it's a post where people, where women, a woman says that women don't want dick pics. They want uh, cum shot videos with the sound on. Um, I asked Allie if that was true and she seemed intrigued. Uh, of course it's hard because a woman generally doesn't want this kind of content from a random man. She wants it from the man she's interested in or in a relationship with. So that was kind of a, a knot I was trying to cut with her. And I think that like most women, she she would be more interested with uh, the content being produced by someone she's interested in. Um, but anyway, the uh, the attraction to moans by women, I think, is a real thing. It's something that I've seen repeatedly on the Chick Flicks subreddit. Uh, in fact, there are videos that get posted. They do nothing for me, but they're basically just women, men masturbating and moaning a lot. It's kind of irritating actually to me when those get posted because they're not, it's not good content for a man. Um, there is by the way, a subreddit that's like chick flick, chick flicks for men or something like that. I don't really go there very much because it's, I I want the real stuff. I want the real, real female moderated subreddit if I can get it. Okay. I'm going to do one more question here. Is it weird to come as a man while eating a girl out? Yes, it is. That's the answer, but okay. Nearly every girl I give oral sex to, I end up coming while pleasuring her and I'm starting to get self-conscious about it. I think, okay. If I'm laying down, eating her out, just her moans and movements send me over the edge and that combined with humping the bed a bit. If she's riding my face and it's even worse as I find it's so hot. Hmm. If she reaches down and strokes me, I'm done in seconds. And if she leaves me, if she leaves me be, I'm done as soon as she gets really into it. I always continue. I'm usually up for round two pretty quickly, but it happens nearly every time. And I think I'm, it's quite off-putting for the woman. It's not off-putting for the woman. I'm sure that's not right. Um, if he's up for round two quickly, that's fine. Uh, look, I mean, okay. It could be, okay. The first scenario where he's humping the mattress, that could be off-putting for the woman because then he's ejaculating into what might be her mattress uh, or potentially the area of the mattress she's going to have to sleep on. So that's off-putting in like kind of a different, very realistic, just practical way. 
in the sort of more 69 situation where she's reaching down and presumably that's where she's facing away from the headboard, which I know is Keith's is not Keith's preferred sit on my face position. He prefers the woman to face the headboard to avoid nasal anal contact, which I understand completely. Um, there, I don't think she would care at all because she's getting the visual of him ejaculating his moans, as we just discussed a minute ago. Uh, and um, yeah, I mean that that I can't see how she would mind that. Um, and if the woman is receiving oral sex, uh, I think that uh, him ejaculating in her mouth actually would be be more uh, something she'd be receptive to because she's receiving oral at the time. Therefore, she's going to be less bothered by male excretions, etc. Uh, of course, the other problem I could see potentially with this, this guy's so turned on by giving oral to a woman that I don't think this would be an issue, but he would potentially enter his post-nut clarity phase. Um, and so, uh, that, you know, could cause him to not enjoy, uh, giving oral after his, uh, orgasm. Um, I do think, I mean, there is some amount of porn you see online that's basically women making fun of, or kind of mocking men for orgasming too quickly, orgasming when not being touched, et cetera. But I don't think that's a real, it, it's a thing that men who are into humiliation get into. And it's a thing that women will sort of simulate, uh, for the benefit of those men. But I don't actually think that's a real thing. Um, women generally like it when a man climaxes because of the pleasure she know he's, she knows he's experiencing and she, uh, yeah, women typically don't, um, don't, aren't bothered by that unless, you know, the semen goes in kind of an annoying place. Uh, yeah. And also, I mean, oftentimes women are sensitive or worried about their own genitals. And so having a guy be that aroused by them, of course, is going to be something that's exciting to the woman. So I don't think this is something the guy should worry about. Although like, yeah, I mean, soiling the, the mattress, et cetera, could get annoying. Okay. So that's it for episode 95 of your mileage may vary. We appreciated the positive feedback we got. I would note that, um, uh, Keith should be back next week and I do apologize for this episode coming up uh, a day or two late. We were having our ski vacation here and uh, weren't able to meet the nat in a normal cadence. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll get uh, Allie to come back on soon as well. Um, so I, it isn't just secondhand or thirdhand stories and I'm telling you from, from her, but you can hear from her directly. So I hope you'll, uh, come listen next week. Uh, and you can, as always reach us, uh, on Gmail, uh, email via ymmv at gmail.com on Twitter at ymmvpod, And, uh, yeah, we look forward to you listening next week. Didn't hear your wicked words every day. It used to be so sweet. I heard you say that my love was an addiction when we cling our love is strong when you go you're gone forever string along string along 
Come, 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 chameleon. You come and go. You come and go. Love and be easy if colors will light my dreams. Red, gold, and green. Red, gold, and green. Every day is like survival. You're my lover, not my rival. Every day. Like survival, you're my lover, not my rival.